If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Do you like folk guitar, elephants, and taking road trips? I love all of those things, but that's not what this podcast is about. I believe time is valuable and how we spend it matters. That's why I've aggregated a decade of experience running my business and my passion for personal growth into short 10-minute episodes. This is Photo Business Help. Join me, Natalie Jennings, twice a week for lessons on everything I've learned on my journey from high school teacher to full-time photographer and business coach. I'll dive into marketing, meditation, and content creation, photography basics and organization, and the power of a healthy mind, body, and spirit connection. If you want to grow in business and live a better life, join our community of motivated, open-minded creatives. Let's do the podcast now. Is that good? Welcome to another episode of the Photo Business Help Podcast, episode number 36, which is really cool. Uh, If you're starting out in wedding photography, then this episode will help you out. If you've been shooting weddings already, but you're having trouble figuring out a schedule for the day, or maybe it feels like your client is dictating a schedule that doesn't allow any time for those beautiful portraits you always blog, then if any of these things resonate with you, definitely have a listen to this episode. Today, I'd like to take you through a few helpful hints when it comes to a smooth wedding day. So this all starts with meeting with your client. And this is after your clients have booked with you. So after your wedding clients have booked with you, let them know that you'll be in touch about a month before their wedding to set up a quick 15 to 20 minute meeting. Sometimes people book more than a year out. So I find that this is also a really great time to reconnect with your client because in a lot of cases you haven't spoken with them for months. And if you're busy, it's really hard to remember what everyone's plans are. It's almost impossible to, to do that without reconnecting. So I like to let my clients know that I will reach out to them about a month before their wedding date to set up a quick meeting. Explain to your clients that the meeting will cover the basics of how photography fits into their wedding day. Chances are, if you're like me, then your clients are probably the kind of folks who really value quality wedding photography. So in order to deliver on what your portfolio promises, you need to make sure you have the time set aside to make it happen. So you can meet your client in person again. You probably met them to uh, meet with them in the first place to get them to book you. But I prefer personally when I'm reconnecting to do a video or phone chat right from home. I personally think it saves everyone time. I've probably already met the couple on video or in person, and I think that most couples are slammed with errands a month before the wedding. So I want to make this easy for them, easy for me, and a 15-minute phone call is much less time than driving to a location and sitting and meeting. I'm not saying don't do this. I'm just telling you what I do and what I find has worked for the past eight years or so. So once we're on a call, I create a Google Doc and I share it with them. And if there's a wedding planner or anyone else that should be on the doc, I add them in as well. 
Docs are, in my opinion, such an easy thing to update and share to ensure that everyone always has the most up-to-date plan on hand. This way you avoid uh, attaching a document that might not be updated to the last iteration of what someone else added. It's just all there. It's all live. Google Docs are super handy to access from your phone on the day of the wedding. So I always keep my phone handy day of to make sure that I have their outline and I can check for things that we've discussed and make sure that they happen. I'll include things at the top of the doc like the couple's names, phone numbers, and any balances that they have remaining due. I'll include the addresses of all the locations we'll be going to on the wedding day. And I'll also include a couple of extra day of contact phone numbers because bride and groom or bride and bride or groom and groom are not always with their phones that day. So I like to make sure that I have somebody else that I can reach out to, whether it's mother or best man or whatever. Um, And that's come in handy many times, especially if you're meeting at a hotel and you might not be able to find the room, blah, blah, blah. So make sure you have some contacts on hand that aren't the couple getting married that day. Hello, I am interrupting my own show for just a minute to let you guys know that I've put together a bundle of all of the worksheets and resources that I have given away so far up to this point in making the podcast. I've had a couple messages about where to find a couple different things. And since I've been giving you guys a lot of worksheets and resources, I put them all in one place. You can go to jennings.photo forward slash bundle. That's jennings.photo forward slash bundle bundle and uh, it's free. It's just an easier way to get all the content. I want you guys to stick with me and keep going and um, not feel lost or like you can't find something. So jennings.photo forward slash bundle. Grab everything that I have given out to you guys so far. All right, back to the show. One other thing that I will sometimes get asked when I hop on this meeting call with couples is, Will I show up to scout the location? Typically what I tell couples is no, I won't. And this is why. Number one, there are very few locations that I haven't shot at before. But if I'm going somewhere that I've never, ever been before, there are three things that massively influence the way the photos are going to turn out the day of the wedding. And that is the time of year, the time of day, and the weather. And I make sure to tell them that All three of these things influence how a beautiful photo turns out. The sun might be out at a certain time, at a certain level in the sky in October in a different way than than it would be out in April. What I do to make sure that I have a good lay of the land and that the couples feel good about what I've scoped out is I always arrive at the location 30 minutes to an hour before I'm ready to start shooting. And I let them know this. But that way, if I'm showing up on January 5th in the middle of winter, but they've booked me in August and they said, oh, we had to walk around this summer and we want to go here, we want to go here. And I say, well, that's great, but the sun's going to set at 430. So we're going to have to change the schedule. So these are things that you want to think about when you're going over the schedule. But I don't usually do scouts unless it's day of. And 30 minutes to an hour for me is more than enough time. If that makes you nervous, go ahead, by all means, go check it out ahead of time and then show up early the day of as well. I I feel really comfortable after doing over 200 weddings, showing up about an hour before and making sure I've got my lay of the land, but um, there's no right or wrong way to do this. I'm just letting you guys know what I do. So we're on the call. We have a Google Doc. They know their balance is due. I've got some phone numbers of not just the couple, but a couple of other people I can depend on that day. I know the addresses and... 
even though there are a bunch of different scenarios when you're sitting down to have this meeting, I'm going to share the most important things to plan for, in my opinion. Above and beyond all the things that can go badly, having to chase down family members is the worst. It can significantly throw off the day's schedule. Missing a whole family member for formals can really stress out a couple too. So I always make sure to tell the couple to tell their family when and where to meet the day of for formals. I usually allow about 20 to 30 minutes for this portion, and I usually highlight it in bright yellow on the Google Doc. Couples sometimes ask me if they can send me a shot list for this portion, and I always say, of course. And for me, it's nice just to take a look at what they're looking for. But then I suggest on the day of that they have a trusted friend or family member take charge of the list. Why do I do that? One, I love shooting candids, and there are some great ones in between the family poses. That's when the kids are running around, that's when people are relaxed, and it just makes for great candids. Two, I don't know who anyone is, except for maybe the parents in some cases. A trusted relative can easily call out names, they can get the right people in place. I've been suggesting this for over five years to my clients, and it's one of the best adjustments I've made to family formal time. So free yourself up when you're shooting those family formals. Have an idea of what they want shot, but you know, leave it to somebody else to rein everyone in and make sure the right people are in the photos so that you can take candid shots in between. And by all means, suggest things. If there are things on that list that you think are missing, then suggest a different combination as you're shooting. These things don't have to be rigid. Trust yourself and you'll be just fine. You'll also want to find out if they're going to do a first look or not. The first look is where the couple see each other before the wedding ceremony starts. If the couple wants to do a first look, I like to suggest to couples that they get all of their formal photos out of the way before the ceremony so that they can relax and enjoy themselves after the vows. If not, and that's okay too, I make sure to stress the importance of allowing enough time for family and wedding party portraits after the ceremony. So again, this just comes down to communication and making sure that there's a reasonable amount of planning going on so that you're not stressed as the photographer, they're not stressed trying to wrangle their family together and the wedding party who's usually drinking at this point, and you have enough time to create great portraits. Communication is really what this is all about. One more thing that I make sure to do when we're hashing out the details is ask if there's anything unusual I need to be ready for, like a silly skit at speech time, a flash mob, or grandma's accordion solo, or something like that. All of these things have actually happened, and being ready for them as a photographer is going to help you out. It's going to help you make better photos. And if you're accessing this document on your phone, you can just scroll through and be reminded on the day of, like, oh my gosh, they're going to do a flash mob. And, and it's just an easy way to stay organized and on top of things. So bottom line... Being ready by connecting with your clients and communicating clearly will make the day so much better. You might even find that as a photographer, you double as a little bit of a wedding planner, and I think that's a good thing. The better the plan, the smoother the day will go. And you don't have to be rigid about this. It's just meant to help everyone know what to expect. Whenever I show up at a wedding, I know what's coming. I have a few things written down on this Google Doc. It's not down to the minute. It's usually broken up by 30 minute increments or less sometimes there'll be a chunk of two hours where I don't make any notes because I don't need to I I pretty much know what's going to happen so hopefully this helps you a little bit and helps you gain more control over these meetings to let your clients know what you need from them to make sure that you deliver awesome photos that's it for this episode thank you for tuning in 
as always, I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're shooting. If you would like to join our community, the Photo Biz Help community, and you're a Facebook user, or even if you don't really use Facebook that much, but you want to be in a cool group, head on over to Facebook and search Photo Business Help with Natalie Jennings. We are growing every week, and it would be great to have you there. We offer tips to each other. We connect with each other to do some meetups and shoot and all sorts of different things. So it's a really great community to be a part of, whether you're just starting your photo business or you're a few years in. Uh, Go to jennings.photo forward slash community or Facebook and search Photo Biz Help. That's jennings.photo forward slash community. And all you want to achieve, remember that consistency is key. Love and light until next time. Have a beautiful day.